to Star Wars Escape Pod and another episode of Rebels Talk. Part 7, we are getting into Season 2, Episode 5, 6, 7, and 8. And uh, I'm your host, Josh. We have your other host, Blake, in the podcast as well in the Escape Pod. And uh, we're going to be breaking down these next following episodes of Star Wars Rebels. And uh, part of Rebels Talk is our sub-series on the podcast. We go way back to the beginning of Star Wars Rebels and talk and watch Star Wars Rebels leading up to Ahsoka, which will, uh, as the way it looks, continue the story uh, as Dave Filoni has admitted himself. So if you're sting- sticking with us, uh, we're gl- glad to have you along for the ride, for the journey. And without further ado, let's get into it. sir hello there hello there and uh another episode of rebels talk we are diving ahead first into season two and uh this is the second episode of the podcast that we're we're getting into season two so anyone jumping aboard welcome welcome to star wars skate pod welcome to our journey diving into rebels ahoy (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so uh also check the description of every rebels talk podcast episode for the links, for the relevant links and the list of episodes that we're talking about in the podcast episode that you know what to watch before you listen. And uh, for those of you who are staying a couple weeks ahead of us, you know, a couple episodes ahead, that's a wise decision. You know, that way when the podcast drops, you're ready to go, right? You know, yeah, we'll have context. Yeah, you'll have some content to digest, you know, as you're going about your daily business. And not be probably where we where we would be if we were listeners like what the heck yeah i haven't watched that show since it came out yeah yeah exactly How, yeah when did this come out again oh man <laughs> it was like eight years ago it's yeah you know it's it's fun and like i i i enjoy rewatch podcasts a, a lot and so you know i hope that uh i hope that our audience you know i hope if you're listening um i hope you uh, enjoy what we do because <laughs> why are you here yeah like i mean also i guess you would not be here if you did not enjoy it but uh i mean you know so a big thank you to all of you those who who uh have been inviting your friends and you know sending them links to star wars escape pod or or those of you who follow stuff uh, on the socials you know using the handle at sw escape podcast in the description below and uh you know leaving those five stars right because that always helps us out and, uh, you know, I believe we have a special message from uh, a good friend of ours in a galaxy far, far away. Jebba ruled with fear. You also did not listen to Star Wars Escape Pod. If you know what's good for you, tune in, subscribe, share this show with a partner in crime, and leave a good review. 
<laughs> That's right. Leave a good review. What is a popcorn crime? A, po- a popcorn crime. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's criminal popcorn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, leave, leave a great review. That always helps out. And, uh, you know, if you can't, then uh, let us know. And we might just crawl into our a closet and stop doing the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We only do it because we like. We like doing it. We like you guys. And uh, we don't get paid for any of this. <laughs> So, so we do love those yes. reviews. We do love the, the nice reviews. Speaking you know. of random swag. Yeah, speaking of random swag, throw your name in the giveaway. Uh, I won't talk about it extensively for those of you who have been following the podcast for a while now, but uh, there's a link in the description below. Please, uh, you know, it's it's up to you. Uh, you got Just throw your name in the hat. There's multiple ways to enter. You got eight full ways to throw your name. So that's eight chances of winning a free retro series Star Wars Orbit Key Key Organizer. And they're wow, fantastic. That's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. It is. And, uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things. Uh, you do what you do, you know, but uh, if you want some free stuff, you got a chance at winning it. And, you know, it's all legit and everything. You're you're hearing me talk about it. It gets and- shipped straight from Australia to your door if you win. Um, I believe there is a complication with shipping to the UK. And uh, for unfortunate reasons anyone who may get picked over there i don't believe they're able to ship for some reason due to region restricted shipping expenses on behalf of the company or whatever but hey uh that's that's not really my fault <laughs> so i re- i think last time this came up we were able to we were going to boost it right basically forward it we were yeah. going to forward it to you know right so this time i mean i guess we could i guess if that lucky winner really wants to tossing yeah i don't know i mean yeah we'll see we'll see so who's the lucky in, name if you live in the uk you have to win the lottery to get get the the key organizer and then also win how josh is feeling that day to see, <laughs> to see if he'll actually bother to mail it to you. true enough all so right well a little harder if you live in the uk but there's still there's still a shot hey we'll do it we'll do it all right uh, you, you gotta let us know though so don't get don't get rid of your email because uh, we do reach out we give like a 48 hour kind of window to reply otherwise i have to draw another name uh so please you know if you sign up for for the giveaway um don't use or if you use a burner email, get rid of it after the giveaway is over. Uh, make sure you go. You can always click that link again. Go back to the page and see how many days are left. I believe there's like 20 days left on the giveaway timer. So, you know, we got a ways to go, but it'll it'll hit. It'll drop right before Ahsoka comes out. And, uh, you know, it's in celebration of the retro series launching. So, you know, who wouldn't want that? So anyway, toss your name in, um, you know, the rest. And uh, once again, check the description for all those relevant links. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into Season 2, Episode 5, Always 2, There Are. Written by Kevin Hopps and directed by Brad Rao, premiered on October 28th, 2015 on Disney XD. Zeb, Sabine, and Chopper, with Ezra, volunteering himself to avoid Kanan and Rex, head to an old outpost uh, that was once owned by the Republic in search of a vital medical supplies only to be encountered by the seventh sister and the fifth brother. The seventh sister captures Ezra and interrogates him about the whereabouts of Ahsoka Tano while Sabine is captured by the fifth brother. Zeb and Chopper eventually rescue them and they all barely escape the Inquisitors and head back to the rebel fleet where Ezra pointedly questions Kanan about the extra Inquisitors. So, 
what did we think about this episode? All, just as I'm saying this, I, I totally forgot we did not do Pablo's and Pudu Point oh, in the last yeah. episode. We're, we'll do that and I'll slot it in. But this episode, got we, we got I got to remember to bring it up. Let's um, do it episode to episode, just easier. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, okay. So what what did you think of, of this one? Um, perhaps, I mean, just off the top of your head, do you want to do Pablo points and Pudu's like after <laughs> after we do the 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 bullet points or like after do, the bullet? Points. Okay, all right, all right, all right yeah. okay, okay. So we've seen these medical stations before. They they popped up in the Clone Wars. They're 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 reused designs. Um, did that bring back any memories for you, or you know? And just being ref- like referring to like Clone yeah, Wars stuff. Yeah, just Clone Wars stuff. Yeah, you see the medical station, you're like, oh yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, it's funny as like. I didn't really think too much about it because I feel like right now, in current time, like rewatching this, we're kind of already getting a lot of Clone Wars stuff. So yeah. I wasn't really too surprised by that, especially considering the era we're in. Yeah. And at the time when it came out, it was right after Clone Wars was was canceled, so it also was fresh in my mind. Right. So if we were doing this podcast, maybe a year and a half ago or two years. Yes, I would have noticed all this stuff. I'm like, oh man, remember that? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But we just had like Kenobi. It's uh, a lot of Star Wars. There's a lot. There's a lot. It's a lot of it has been slotted into the between episode three and four area. Yeah. So, <laughs> long story short, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Long winded answer for that. Uh, I, I recognized it right away. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen this before. And, you know, sure enough, I think they're in the Clone Wars. So that was cool to see. Uh, fifth brother is like, I sense they're here at the station. And then, you know, it's like, dude, like the seventh sister's already there. Like, it just made no sense. You know, it's like he had this whole mystic moment where like, you know, he's on the ship. He's like, yo, the fifth brother wants to see you. And so like they go over and talk to him and he's like, you know, he's like, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, medical station, like just had like a power pulse. And like, you know, maybe the rebels could be there. And he's like, it is them. I sense it. <laughs> you know, like he's, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, uh, he, he's like kind of insinuating that like he senses that there is like, it's, it's got to be it. Meanwhile, the seventh sister is already aboard the space station. I don't think they work together, though. That's the thing. I think all the Inquisitors work under their own regard. They don't really share information. I just thought it was kind of strange, you know, because the next thing you know is like he's there. They're working together. It's like, what? What is going on here? It's like, how did you not know? But in the Kenobi series, y'all, they have like a room where they all sit and have like their own little council, little yeah. Inquisitor Council going on. So like to me, I was just like, there is something fishy going on here. Especially seeing as like fifth brother in Kenobi, which takes place before the events of this show, right? Okay. Fifth brother is in the position of being kind of the Grand Inquisitor level status because that's why he doesn't want Reva to have it, Right. Because he, he thinks he's going to be promoted. Yeah, he, he's kind of in line for the promotion, right? So, like, if the Grand Inquisitor... Right. Like, kind of... The, Inquisit- the Grand Inquisitor in Kenobi fake died. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, like, fake died, which I still think was kind of kind of stupid. But he's got, like, two <laughs> stomachs, I guess. It's like his species has got two guts. I get it. It's whatever. But, like, at the same time, it was just kind of... Kind of strange, and I think they only did it because they knew that fans knew he pops up later in they Rebels. Had to, yeah. So that I was a bit annoyed by, but 
Um, but we could have made another Grand Inquisitor, and then the current Grand Inquisitor was the one who became the new Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, they. they I don't know. I it just it felt like it was like this whole like mole operation just to try and like like get Reva out of her. Sure. You know. Anyways, I don't. Up. I don't want to get into Kenobi, but like and like yeah, I enjoyed the show. I have my gripes about it, but at the same time, Fifth Brother, big element in that show. Same character in this show, even though he looks different. And uh, live action will do that to you. Yeah, they co- they totally changed him. Like they like <laughs> they went from like don't even get me started about Cat Bane. So he start. Oh yeah, geez, don't even get me started about Cat Bane. But like this one, they went even further because in Obi Wan Kenobi, he's just a dude. Like he's a, he's like a guy, right? Like mm-hmm. face paint and stuff. And in this episode, like in, in, in Rebels, like when he pops up, he's like got sh- you know, like he's got like sharp teeth. He's got yeah. like the whole like he's alligator alien. looking face. Mm-hmm. It's like what? Did they ever just, say what race? His no, I, is I don't. I don't believe they. I don't believe they did. But it was just one of those things. I just have one of those. I just have a problem with it. You know, it's just like yeah. No, I agree. If something is established, you should keep to it as close yeah, as possible, or just don't reuse them again. You know, it's like. Yeah. I'm fine. Not like, we went the whole Kenobi show without seeing every other Inquisitor. That's okay. You know, like I'm fine. They're off doing th- stuff, Inquisitor right? The hunting things. Jedi Inquisitor things, right? I don't need to see every Inquisitor in the book, but I need to see the whole Inquisition. Yeah, if you're gonna bring back a character, do it right. Make him look, you know, make him look like he does. I'm not sure who makes the calls on this. If it's ends up being a budget thing or a time thing or if it's an artistic decision I think it's a, the it's creative a, people i honestly i think it's laziness because like when you look at revenge of the sith in that movie the makeup that they applied to that one guy's face what i forget the actor's name now he plays the the Udapawan. the Uda, yeah the pawn was it is that the species name the pawn 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 yeah that sounds right. pawn and uh, he plays the guy that like kind of sneers at Kenobi with his teeth Unlimited and he's like they are here they are watching us as we speak that's right tell your people to take shelter <laughs> um, that was that that the species there that's what the grand inquisitor should have looked like agreed i don't know why they didn't do that because that was a live action and thing again and they didn't get it right they just put a bald cap on a regular human guy and put his face in a tank of makeup and that was it it's right because it's tv like i don't know i think it's just a laziness thing like it's just like it may be tv maybe because of like filming schedule or or what but like it just kind of annoyed me right and, like, I don't want to get into it all over again, but this was the biggest change, I think, that they've kind of botched between going from animated to live action. Because he was straight up an alien alien in Rebels. And in live action, he just looks like a humanoid alien. Yeah. Right? So they changed, like, everything about his face. So, I don't know. The costume was sort of similar. Is it? But that was it. I'm trying to remember who the actor is. Sun Kang. In the live action, he plays Han in Fast and Furious. Right. Do you think he might have had a contract-based thing where you have to be able to see his face properly? No, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Like I, Sometimes I don't. Sometimes that happens too. Yeah, but then it's like, why you like, like, why would they be so? Be a stormtrooper, but you got to see my face. It's like, do you really? Ha- it's like, if that's in the contract, like, are you so hung up on hiring this one actor 
you it know, happens, man. It just does. for, you know, for them yeah. to like break things. Like, I know, I know like it happens like, cause like Henry Cavill, you know, leaves the Witcher. Cause like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like that whole business oh, yeah. over there. So it's I'm like, thinking of Superman when he, he grew a mustache and refused to shave it. Oh, that was a whole different, like that was a contractual obligation. Yeah. Cause he was a, like uh, Henry Cavill. He was in, in mission impossible and he couldn't shave his mustache. Cause like he was doing reshoots. And uh, so when they called him back for Superman or whatever, it's just like, oh, yeah, uh, I got this mustache. Can't shave it. And I can't. I'm not shaving it. Yeah. Like, I think the, the two companies, like, they talked and it's like, no, uh, we need Henry to keep us, keep his mustache. But it's like, it was. Yeah. Like, and now you get this really awkward reshoot shots where there's a big yeah. blurry lip. But it's one of those things. It's like, OK, prosthetics, nothing new to movies. Right. It's like, how could you not, like, kind of make him look more like the character? It's just it annoyed me. But anyways, um. So I just thought the whole, like, I sensed them from afar and like, I don't know. Okay. Where I, I'm just repeating myself here, but, um, yeah. Anyways, small gripes, small gripes, everybody. Um, so we're already complaining about the inquisitors. Might as well make it a little longer. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Like, we, okay. I got one more thing about them okay. <laughs> and I'll bring it up, but okay. In what world is crawling through air ducts faster than running down hallways? So like Ezra and multiple like multiple floors. Oh, that, that must be it. Okay. Boom. Okay. Boom. Fixed. Um, <laughs> here we are doing, doing Pablo's work. <laughs> uh, second sister and uh, fifth brother really take the Inquisitor thing to a whole nother level. They have a certain level of cheese that the Grand Inquisitor just doesn't have. And um, yeah. I really love Jason Isaacs as the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, he is a overall fantastic actor to play a villain. Oh, he did a very good job. He did a really great job. Really great job. He did a fantastic job at playing Lucius Malfoy in the Harry Potter series. You know, that scene when he kicks Dobby down the stairs and doubles his office. That was totally improvised. That's crazy. They, they asked him after like, why did you just, what, 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 what did you just why do there with your leg? Why'd you do that? He's like, Oh, because I was kicking him down the stairs. And they were like, that's freaking brilliant. Like, <laughs> Like, you know, it's just like that wasn't in the script, but like, yeah, like that we're gonna use that. So like, oh, so there wasn't there wasn't like a, a stand in. He was just like, kicked down the stairs. No, no, there was no. I, I guess I don't know. Maybe yeah, I, maybe like they little, just didn't use it. Like in that. a puppet on a string, and he just gives it a boot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to see that as a back in the day when they couldn't like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's they like filmmaking has become so lazy nowadays. But like back then, I don't think they wanted to like have to paint out just people standing around, you know, people right. in the crew with like the pop. I think like they must have had work. one there for scale and then like removed it or whatever, you know, like kind of like how they hold up those like color balls or those color sheets before. And then they it's not in the movie. It's just like just it's cut. Reference. It's in the handles. Right? Yeah, yeah just reference. reference. So I think they must have done something like that. But it's like, what are you kicking there? Oh, it's kicking him down the stairs. Yeah. So he's a great actor. And, um, you know, I just thought, uh, I just thought like these, these, these inquisitors. So I, I don't know how you felt about fifth brother in Kenobi, but, um, I don't know. It was just, it was just, uh, a bit cheesy, a bit cheesy. You know what yeah. I mean? No, I agree. And I think this plays into the gripe that we talked about in season one. <clears throat> and that's that. We start off with a big, bad, worst Inquisitor. And as you're saying, he was the serious one. And now we're getting all these hooligans. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, the voice modulator in the second sister voice was not working for me. Like, I just, even looking back at this, I'm like, why? What's wrong? Like, she doesn't look like she's got a mask on. 
Like, why does she sound like that? It sounds like a reverb effect. And it was like, that is just not helping the believability of this character. Do the clip we could play? Yeah, we will. Yeah, let's play a clip. Well, I've got some time if you wanted a lesson. Okay, the mask opens. You have great potential, but perhaps it is I that might teach you, as your master never achieved the rank of Jedi Knight. Did he? Maybe not. But he took out the last Inquisitor. Okay, so what do you think of that? Um, I think it's really meta. So, I I don't know if this is true. This is me just totally taking a total stab at it. So, to me, this sounds like she's possessed, right? It's got that yeah. weird double voice thing going on, right? Like demon thing. She played Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's right. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe it's a play up on that. I wonder if that might be like a slight little thing, like a can, yeah, an Easter egg. Maybe. I don't know. It was nothing to do with her acting. Like she's a great actor, but like or no, actress. But thing. It's just like Yeah, it's just like why add that on top of like the bad script, you know? Like <laughs> it's just like, dude. But um okay. I mean like I hate to like crap on the villains here, but like the Inquisitors are not meant to be anything great. You know, like they're meant to be the villains that get buffooned every single time that the that they run into them, right? So like I'm not completely out of my league here by saying all these things, but I just didn't think that the believability of these characters were were that great. You know, they I, I, it didn't help well, with they just the, weren't serious enough. No, no, they weren't serious enough. They weren't like menacing enough. They I I, I hate the fact that a, a guy who I only just talked about on the podcast not that long ago, Fifth Brother, he showed up in uh a book where uh, we uh, bridges the gaps between the two Jedi uh, games, Fallen yeah. Order and Survivor. And he's actually kind of menacing in that book, and he cuts off Grease's arm. So the guy in the alien in the first game, that's like the pilot guy. You know, it's yeah. Guy. yeah. He's got a few. He's got a robotic though. arm. Yeah, he's kind of like a kind of like a crazy guy, right? He's, yeah, like, yeah. he's a nice guy, though. He's like the one that always like makes them soup and everything like that. He's like mm -hmm. the normal one aboard the ship because like that we're talking about two Jedi and a night sister. And then there's right. this dude. Right. You're like, and he's the one that loses his arm. Coast. It's like, what? <laughs> but anyway, um, he uh, he has like a robotic arm in the second game. This book explains what it is, but it's fifth brother that takes it on uh, by his lightsaber. And I just oh, thought, okay. OK, why would a guy like that knock out Sabine and just fling her over his shoulder and like take her to where they're questioning Ezra? And then I don't know, it just seemed like a little innocent. And I know it's Rebels. I know it's toned down from Clone Wars, but it's just I think that's what maybe bothers me a little bit is because it's so innocent. It's hard to believe in the in the, the seriousness, in the seriousness of the yeah. villains. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's like a whole other level of cheese. Keep right? in mind, though, this is also the very first time we've seen this character in like when it was released. Yeah. So the character has developed since then. Unfortunately, that means stuff like this might no longer fit with who the character currently is, even yeah. if it you know takes place later in his timeline. Right. Sucks. Who knows? Yeah. But it could be that. It could be as simple as that. Because he does seem like a bit of a, just like a, a bumbling strong man. Yeah. Yeah. The idea of more Inquisitors troubles Kanan a lot. You know, they have no idea what they're up against. That was made very clear at the end of the episode. I think it's the first time he realizes, oh shoot, like there's more of them. Like crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, but then it's like, dude, what, what did you think was going to happen? Like you killed the grand Inquisitor. What's he grand about? You know, yeah. like what's if so he's grand? The only one. If he's the only one, why is he grand? Right? Like, like, no, it's like, he's one of many. Well, of many. So one thing that I don't really get though was like the previous episode of this, Darth Vader finds out that Ahsoka's alive. 
Why does he send inquisitors instead of looking into it himself? I don't know. I don't know. You think that'd be pretty important? I feel like it's probably the most important thing he has to deal with right now. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, all right, is this the last? This the last one that you're. Um, uh, no more notes. You don't. You don't have any anything you want to bring up. Just a cool uh, huh. little mention here. I I, I always thought it was kind of small world, kind of neat. You know, the uh, seventh sister, voiced by Sarah Michelle Gellar, is married to Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, Kanan. Yeah, it's worth noting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Pablo points and Pudu's solid Pudu. <laughs> one Pudu for this Ooh. one. Ooh, the Inquisitor's burning that bad, eh? One Pudu. Hmm. Wasn't great. I'll give it a Bendu. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, I'm content with that. All right, moving on. Season two Should episodes. We explain <laughs> what the heck we're talking about? <laughs> Pablo points and Pudu's is a scale of seven. We got three Pudu's being the absolute wor- worst of the worst. Moving up from there, we got a 50%. That's a Bendu. And then going up from there, we got one, two, three Pablo points, three being the absolute best of the best of the best. So uh, one Pablo Pudu is like an incomplete. Like 40%. You know, it's like 40%. Yeah. yeah. It's like a. Mm. <laughs> Like, not great. Uh, season two, yeah. season two, episode six, Brothers of the Broken Horn. Uh, <laughs> written by Bill Wolkoff and directed by Saul Ruiz. Premiered on November 4th, 2015 on Disney XD. Guest stars Jim Cummings, voice of Winnie the Pooh and Hondo Onaka. Oh. I didn't realize that was the yes. same guy. Oh my god. <laughs> He's a very talented guy. Um, James Hong and Keith Zabaraha. However you pronounce that. Sorry, Keith. Um, yeah, Jim Cummings, Hondo and Pooh. <laughs> I <laughs> wish like I could that. do a Pooh accent. Oh man. Oh, Christopher Robin. <laughs> That's as best as I can do. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ezra oh, Rossi. <laughs> Piglet. No, it's your. Um, <laughs> I could do it or better. Well, I'm lonely. Uh, Ezra receives a distress signal from Vizago's ship. Ezra and Chopper decide to see what has happened. Uh, when Ezra and Chopper arrive at the ship, they find out that the ship has been taken over by Hondo Onaka. Uh, they find out that Vizago is captured inside the ship and Ezra helps him get it back. So that's this episode. It was interesting. I love how Hondo knows the infamous Lando Calrissian when Ezra introduces himself as Lando, playing up on the joke previously that he gave uh, his name as Jabba the Hutt to Agent Callus, who now refers to him as Jabba. That's right. (laughs) I just thought, like, the stupidity of this joke has gotten to a whole new level at this point in season two that actually, like, I like it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of, I don't know. It's like this kid that just, he's got these names in his head because like maybe he's heard of them or come across them before, not realizing to us viewers just how important these people are. Right. So to us, it's funny, right? But like to the people in that galaxy, it's like, oh, like, but what are the chances that this, they They know that name, right? Right. And so know the name, I've probably never met them. Yeah, and like that's the thing, right? Like, does Agent Callus know about Jabba? Like, probably. I think that was a sarcastic thing that exchange yeah. that he had. But this time, you know, like it's like, oh, I've the land, the famous Lando Calrissian. He's, he's like, a you know, kid. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you're a bit yeah younger than I expected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, that's that's great. 
strange. Uh, the empire is like checkpoint, you know, please uh, pull over and all that stuff. And then they just start firing their turrets. It's like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, just just immediately like, start shooting them. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to be freaking out next time I go to the border. It's like, Hey, can we see your passport? Get them boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is kind of, kind of strange. Do you find that strange? It was a bit odd, it's but it's the Empire. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. What's funny, because like, you play games and stuff. Like I was just playing Star Wars Jedi Academy the other day, and when you see stormtroopers, they go like, halt, freeze, or like, show us your ID, and then they immediately start shooting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> oh, man. It's like typical Wait, typical see some identification. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if that's how the world works. It's like, yeah, I'm, Shoot first. Yeah. Although I hear stories, you know, I hear stories, <laughs> tourists in, in certain countries. Um, as Morgan sounds different, but uh, it's great to see him again. I love the character, as I mentioned the last time oh, that we saw him. His voice is different. It sounded different to me. Yeah. I'm not going to bother playing a voice clip, but it, 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 it just, to me, it sounded like maybe he was like coming off a sore throat or something like that. <laughs> could, could be yeah. that simple. Uh, I love how Hondo says one of my best friends was a Jedi. Uh, at least I thought we were friends. <laughs> <That's what> he, <laughs> reference to Obi Wan Kenobi there. That's right. Yeah, that was that was a good little little Easter egg there as well. Um, this episode really deals with Ezra's. Uh, this is like kind of the the meat of the of the dish. It's not, you know, whatever the expression is. Um, it's <laughs> Ezra's unsuredness about being a Jedi or a soldier. Um, and right. he considers the offer of being a pirate kind of, uh, loosely, you know, he's like, he's like kind of dabbling. He's like, Oh, well maybe I would make a good pirate. Well, you know? I mean, that was what he was before he ran into the crew of the ghosts. Yeah. And, and like small time bandit, right? Yeah. He was a thief. Yeah. He was tree. Yeah. You know, look that street rat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, George Lucas is singing <laughs> you. That song from that like Disney's Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the end, when Ezra admits this to Hondo, he laughs and says, you truly are a Jedi. And um, I just thought, like, I guess somewhere in Ezra, maybe Hondo sees a bit of Anakin's troublemaker side in there. Like, you know, there's there's some association in the way that Ezra, how he responds to it. There's You can kind of draw a parallel line between him and Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars, mm -hmm. like a little bit. And like, I don't know, maybe maybe Jedi to Hondo being Hondo and anytime you see in a Jedi, they're kind of in maverick mode. Maybe, right. maybe to him, that's kind of the thing, right? Like being a Jedi, they, they're people in, they're people with power always getting into trouble, but doing good things at the end of the day. Right. And like, that's, that's kind of his perspective, his point of he, view. He's the right? more as a superhero and less of a monk. Right. Yeah. The only serious Jedi he's ever met is like Plo Koon when they were trying to track down Boba Fett and, you know, or Singh and all that stuff. But like, you know, we're talking like Obi-Wan and Anakin. We're talking about like, you know, the, the most maverick Jedi there is, you know, Anakin straight up buying like missile launchers and getting Hondo to like deliver them to, you know, the rebellion on on Onderon. Right. Like that right. was that was something he did. It's like that's not conventional. But I think like because he's he's had dealings with these Jedi before uh, he kind of sees a little bit of that in Ezra and Ezra's a bit of a bit of a maverick. He, he's, he's a thief. He's a, he's a street rat kid, right? Like he, he's, he, him and Hondo have a lot to connect over. No, so. makes sense. Cause Ezra's too, too old, too yeah. old to begin the training. Too old. <laughs> That's right. So now he's got this, yeah. he's gotten a, uh, establish some habits and lifestyle before becoming a Jedi. So it's a really hard transition. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's 
a really big part of this episode is him accepting who he's becoming, the choices he's made, as opposed to the direction he could have taken. Yeah. Yeah, that's well said. Uh, one Pablo point for me. I liked this one a lot, mostly because of Hondo. I know this is, is a little bit fillery as yeah. far as, well, I hate to say it, but the show is a lot of filler because it's really just the two at the start and the two at the, two at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and then some some gristle in between. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I would say mainly due to Hondo because he's probably my favorite character of the animated series. Yeah. I'm going to give it 1.8. Almost two. Almost, Almost two. Right. There's not enough story for me to push past that. Yeah. But I would say at least a solid one point of this is just straight up Hondo. Yeah, Hondo is gold. <laughs> Hondo's a gold character. That's why he's in Galaxy's Edge, folks. If you want to see Hondo, go to Galaxy's Edge. Season two, episode seven, Wings of the Master. Written by Stephen Melching and directed by Dave Filoni and Sergio Paz. Premiered on November 11, 2015 Disney on Disney XD. Guest stars Corey Burton and Keon Young. Phoenix Squadron tries to break an Imperial blockade in order to provide food supplies to those who need it. But their transport is destroyed and the mission fails. Hera is then tasked to go to a planet with, whose atmosphere is very difficult to fly in. Uh, to get a ship being uh, built by a Mon Calamari named Quarry that can break the blockade. After nearly crashing her shuttle, Hera convinces Quarry to let her pilot the ship, called the Blade Wing, or the B-Wing for short. With the Blade Wing's firepower, Hera single-handedly destroys one of the Imperial blockade ships, allowing the Ghost to break the blockade and deliver the needed supplies. What did you think about this one? We finally know why it's called the B-Wing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, does the X stand for something? What about the A? Or the knows? E? The Xiaomi or the wing? Y. The Xiaomi wing and the... Uh... Xiaomi is the, the actress? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like the only X word that came to mind. I'm thinking X-ray. Uh, the uh, Xavier? I mean, the Xavier wing? Well, the know. X is because it splits into an X shape. But it's yeah. weird then that the B wing specifically has, has a... B for blade, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that was something Dave thought of. Maybe it was like... Yeah, why is it called the B wing, George? It look like a B. Oh, I don't know. It's just like just the next letter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We had an A wing, so they're, they're running out of letters. Yeah, I was like, screw it, make a, make a B wing. <laughs> um, yeah, Blade Wing, everybody. So, uh, what's to say about this one other than it's a B wing origin story? And uh, this is the this is a prototype. It's a very powerful, got laser weapons, something we've never seen. In it's the like movies a, it's before? It's like a Death Star gun. Yeah, it's like a Death Star gun. It's like kind of weird. I, I've never seen that in the movie. We've never seen it in the movies. So no, it's like, they never used it. And they've, yeah. So to me, I was just like, okay, well, this would have been cool in Return of the Jedi. I'm not yeah. like super heartbroken about it, but like at the same time, like I would like to see this again, you know, just for sure. continuity purposes. And we still haven't. Um, it, it did make me raise up several questions, though. Yeah. In Return of the Jedi, is there only one? Or are they. No, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot. Okay. Yeah, and none of them use it. And none of them. <laughs> So what, was it a canon thing? They just never. I think so. It? I think so. Like, did George come up with it, or is this something that they added for this episode? No, I think I think this was something that they just wanted to make the B wing extra cool. Okay. So I was like, yeah, let's just just make it extra. Like, let let's give this ship a reason 
for why it exists amongst the rebellion's ranks, right? Because it's like, let's be honest, it's a stupid looking ship. Like it's kind of a weird design. It's a cool looking ship, mm -hmm. but it's also a stupid looking ship because- <laughs> Make up your mind. I mean, like why does the cockpit rotate around, the, or why does the body rotate around the, co the cockpit, right? Like, like I know the Falcon has a lopsided look to it. That's a lot of Star Wars ships, yeah. but like this is like, this takes it to a whole new level. Mm -hmm. Like why? When you can spin your ship in space, why does it also have to spin on top of the spin? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, why? I don't know. Uh, to me, I'm just kind of like gobsmacked by like the physics of like, why is this necessary? Sure. Right. I don't know. Can you think of any reason it, why? Uh, like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. No, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It just stays in the same yeah. place. I mean, when you're, it's probably easier for the pilot. I've always thought it rotating around. But I mean, if you're used to any other ship, you be yeah, different. like I've always thought it was a very cool ship. Like, I'm gonna be honest, like it, it's a cool ship, right? And it's like it's got a cool design, but like, what mm -hmm. purpose does it serve? None. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's my problem with it, sort of. Wasn't that is like, like any new a lot of things in Star Wars? Though they, you look at it, and it's got a purpose. It's unexplainable. Okay. But you look at a lot of the ships in Star Wars, and you're like, I know what that does. And like, you can look at the Tie Fighters and go, like, those could be solar panel wings, or like. That was I don't the first know. Guess was it? I don't know. I'm just like <laughs> like again. I, I'm able to pull out like okay. I'm I'm able to pull stuff out of my butt like by like looking at a ship and going like you know what? Mm -hmm. It's like I know it's been jerry rigged by model makers in the basement of ILM in '77, but like it looks like it's got some function to it, and that was the whole purpose. It's like we're ripping apart like models of tanks and stuff like that, yeah. trying to reuse pieces that exist on this. Are you saying the B-Wing is made out of parts that were left? I'm saying the B-Wing was made out of like stuff they found in like a kitchen or something like that. Like, I don't know no, what. It's, it's, like, it's a giant wing. So it's it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, take that pizza cutter and just stick like a tube on the top. That can be our rotating cockpit. And then we'll just build hey, hey, down hey. from there. <laughs> I don't know. Pizza cutter. I don't know. I'm just. Like, I'm this just, isn't Star Trek. <laughs> may have gone now, but too far in some places. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, George, hurt your feelings. Uh, no, it, it's a cool ship, but like, I just don't see the practicality and like why it why why it does what it does. And now we've been added to the ingredients. Now we got this cool weapons array that now we'll, we'll we've never seen. And yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm wondering because it's a prototype, maybe they just weren't able to get the parts they needed for mass production. Maybe. Know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But was Corey was a cool character. Did you like Corey? Yeah. Wait, his name is Corey? Corey, yes. The Corrin? Corey the Mon he's Calamari. He's Mon Cal. No. Could you imagine if he was a Corrin? But, like, a Corey is, like, an underwater thing. Like, a Corey, right? Like, you know. Oh, you mean, like, a rock Corey. Yeah, like, a rock Corey, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, like. So he's still named hey, after, like. Hey, my name's Corey. <laughs> It's like, uh, it's like, what's his name? Like fish face. No, I'm thinking of prune face. Prune no, never mind. Fish face. <laughs> fish face. Um, no, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised though. The galaxy is a big place, folks. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> fish face. Uh, Next time we play a role-playing game, I'm going to play a guy named fish face. <laughs> oh man. I, I, I love that robot chicken, that robot chicken with Palpatine squeezing into the elevator with all those Mon, Mon Calamari and Corrin people. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, it's like elevator doors open, like you know, all like twenty, like Mon Calamari. He's like, like oh, come on in, and he's like, <laughs> like uh, no, uh, no, 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 thank you. Like, squeeze on in. He's like, no, I, I, no, 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 thank you. And he's like, well, please, there's plenty of room. <laughs> like, I, I'd rather have my robe not smell like a uh, fillet of fish all day. Thank you very much. And he's like, 
It's hurtful, man. <laughs> yeah. We'll just next time, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> that door's closed and then it just keeps going. <laughs> oh my gosh. You, you just memorized the entire thing. I've seen it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but hold on. I, got, I haven't moved on to this Corey thing. Because, yeah. Corey. He's a Mon Calamari named. Because Corrin from the same planet. That's got to be very confusing for it a is. lot of Corrin. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> They're probably they got many cousins that are named Corey. Or Corey. I was going to say, or Corey. Named after the voice actor who voices Corey. There we go. Oh, man, this is like Inception. Uh, fun fact, Corey Burton also voices the voice of uh, Cad Burn. Oh, it's the same guy. Same guy. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, the Phantom is upgraded with a hyperdrive. So that opens up a lot of story possibilities now. Well, story yeah. potential. Now they can be in two separate places across the galaxy, which we will see them utilize. Uh, Hera's get uh, at the end of the episode. She gets uh, leader of Phoenix Squadron title, Captain Hera Syndulla. Uh, this episode was really the focus on her character. It was like her story, her love of flying, you know, her uh, backstory as to why she became a pilot, you know, and uh, her love of like kind of what she does, like why she does what she does. Like you know, yeah. she loves flying. She loves like doing that for the ability to help others in need and. You know, it's like, it's enough, right? Like, it's enough to kind of describe, like, just kind of tell us as viewers why she's a part of this rebellion. Like, why she loves flying her ship. And you know? something that she mentions in the episode she's very passionate about. And when she's even in the the hottest part of the battle, mm. she feels like she's at, she's at her best. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I do think an episode like this kind of is needed. Just with, uh, as we were mentioning last episode, she grew up as with the with her father as like a ground troop. Yeah. So it's like, why would she all of a sudden be a pilot? Right. And we see more of that in the Bad Batch. If you watch the Bad Batch, you see a young Harris and Dula with uh, Cham, you know, back on, back on Raleigh. You remember that, right? It's been a lot of Star Wars. Oh, okay. All right. I'm trying to That's remember all. specifics. All good. Um, Pablo points her poodles. I give it a bendu. It does feel about right. 50%, right in the middle. I'll be, I'll be gracious. I'll give it a 0.75. <laughs> <laughs> Season 2, Episode 8, final one for today, Blood Sisters, written by Kevin Hobbs, directed by Bosco, premiered November 18th, 2015 on Disney XD, guest stars Stephen Stanton and Gina Torres. Sabine is sent by Hera to acquire an unknown information courier. She goes with Ezra and Chopper and they find that the courier is a clunky droid, a gonk to be exact. And then they encounter Ketsu Anyo, um, an old friend of Sabine's who works as a bounty hunter and is now after the droid. When some stormtroopers begin to fire at them, Sabine and Chopper steal a ship, <laughs> Star Tours shuttle, and go off planet with the droid. Unfortunately, with Ezra left behind, Ketsu also escapes uh, after, the after a confrontation with Sabine and her personal ship, captures Chopper, and the two meet up and trade droids. Their uh, activity, uh, well, not really, but their activity uh, draws the attention of the Empire and the two team up to escape by setting charges on the stolen ship. Sabine is knocked out and almost left to go to, uh, and almost left to go with the ship, but Ketsu saves her and the explosion allows them to fly the droid to a rebel location and then meet back up with Ezra and Hera before Ketsu leaves on better terms with Sabine. This was kind of like one of those kind of fluff episodes, but really just kind of there to introduce a character that we might see later. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also well, it some was, backstory for Sabine. I'm pretty sure the episode was mainly about giving a pilot to the sh- to the, the Starcaster ship. The the what? The, the, you remember the the ship she drives is like the, Ketsu on you. Yeah. Yeah. Her oh, the Shadowcaster. Shadowcaster. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because that ship's been around for a while, and then they they brought it into canon here. Right. Right. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Sabine is uh, it, Sabine in the Academy is not something that we hear much of. And yet in this episode, it kind of talked about that. It talked about her friendship with, with Ketsu. And, um, hold on. I need to talk about this for a minute. Yeah. How old is Sabine? Okay. So I think personally, I think she's like 18 or 19. Okay. So she's actually like young adult. I think she's a young adult. Just because of the, the cast of the show, you know, seems like she's close in age to Ezra, just a bit older. Yeah. No, I think, I think because Ezra's like 14, right? So I think she's like the cool, okay. like, you know, 18, 19 or like not so far off that like he can't like because he's got a huge crush on her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I thought they're also close. But I thought he was like 12. So no, it's yeah. hard to tell animation. He behaves like he's 12, but he's yes. 14. <laughs> uh, actually, in this season like now, this season, he's more like 15. OK. Yeah. The reason why I ask, though, is because she went to the Imperial Academy. She created like engineered. A weapon. Yeah. Spoilers. Yep. <laughs> that could be used against Mandalorians. And she was a bounty hunter. Yeah. She was a lot of things. How old is she again? <laughs> <laughs> She's accomplished a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, we see the return of Star Tours again in this episode, and I can't believe they blew up the shuttle with that droid still on board. That 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 poor pilot droid. Oh, like Rex. Wait, are those charges? <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Just yeah, just gone. Yeah, um, I love how, like they power them down and they power them up as they're attacking. Like, they're attacking your vessel. Wait, what's happening? Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like it was like oh, it's a little dark for rebels. Like you don't yeah, see that that's much. True. They made them live through it. <laughs> yeah, it's just an innocent droid. They they freaking let that one live. That chopper shoves out of their ship and like falls like a million miles to the surface of the planet mm-hmm. gets up and he's like got not a scratch on him but this one like this time there's just like nope he's gone like he's i don't what, know what if it's because disney and george had a had a, a bad rap with the original star tours and george was pissed off so this is dave filoni's revenge maybe it's like <laughs> like the jackson skeleton we saw in <laughs> oh my gosh exactly yeah you know what i hated star tours guys I'm just, just kill him kill him all <laughs> get, get rid of him yeah kill him um, <laughs> wipe them out. All of them. All of them. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. Can Can you say that, Ian? Can you say it? like wipe them out? All of them. Wipe them out. <laughs> all of it. No, just fast and more intense. Chopper ripping apart the ship is hilarious. I love seeing him through the windshield as like <laughs> just throwing just, stuff. Just, his little arm just like. <laughs> just like flinging stuff yeah. and he's like looking at Sabine and like picking it up and like <laughs> it's so good it was like it was quite comical I liked it a lot it was, uh, yeah it was very cartoony I liked that quite a bit too yeah it was very well done yeah this is the kind of thing that makes Rebels kind of different than Clone Wars like that kind of quirky little humor mm-hmm. would not necessarily have been in that show 
I don't think. No, Rebels definitely is more cartoonish. More quirky, yeah. In like a Warner Brothers kind of totally, style, right? Totally. Like a Bugs yep. Bunny or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looney Tunes. Um, yeah, Dropper, uh, or sorry, uh, the, the explosive charges that they use to blow up the shuttle are in fact the same model that they used in Return of the Jedi when Han helps blow up the Death Star 2's shield generator on the planet. That was an interesting little cameo of that charge specifically. Oh, neat. Only because, I mention it only because we've never seen them anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, as to my recollection, uh, so this was kind of a nice little nod of the head to those charges. That's cool. I did not yeah. know that. Yep. Um, and uh, R2 makes a small cameo here when they drop the gonk droid off at Bail Organa's residence. And or wherever they dropped him off, and uh, Ketsu's relationship with the rebellion is spawning. So, you know, like they made an effort to, you know, Sabine kind of clearly thought, like, well, maybe she'll join the rebellion one day. That's true, because they at one point they both wanted to join the the Pike Syndicate. Right? That's right. Was it was it Black, Black Sun? Sun? Black, Black Sun. Sun. It was Black Sun. Yeah. So what do you think of this episode? Pablo points or Poodoo's, and then we'll sign off for the day. We've kind of given the same rating to everything. Yeah. A lot of fluff, eh? There's been a lot. Yeah. This one, though, I like, I feel like, I feel like this one was just kind of bad. <laughs> okay. Just, just like, I don't know. I was just not interested in it. That's fair. I mean, we just came off an episode with Hondo, so. Yeah. That's, that's a high. Yeah, it's it hard. was. It's, that's a high bar, right? It was. So. I give that a I gave that a Pablo point too. So like I don't know. This one I gotta give like okay, I didn't like I didn't hate it, but so I can't I, I feel bad giving it like two Pablo Pudus. That's a lot. But like I think well yeah, I mean like three's rock bottom. You so like there's still some there's still some leverage there, but I don't know, there was not a whole lot I liked about it. Okay. And including Ezra, it's like, how the heck did he get back up onto the ship again? Like, I don't know. There was just all these things, all these questions. No, because he fell off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Two Pablo Pudus. What the heck? Oof. I'll just do one. I'm going to poodoo all over it. <laughs> Dropping poodoos all over this. Dropping poodoo all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Pee-you-sa. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all we got for today. Um, thanks again for hopping back on and doing this with me, sir. Uh, always a pleasure. It's a long way to Alderaan. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you drop those five stars on Spotify or Apple podcast, whatever you use to tune into the podcast. Uh, that would be, that'd be great. We love seeing those five stars. Um, also look us up on Podchaser as well. Uh, you know, we're on every, every platform in the galaxy, including YouTube. You can find us with the handle at SW escape podcast. And uh, that goes for our socials as well. Check the description below, send the show to a friend. And, uh, you know, follow along with us at home. A lot of our focus over the next couple weeks is going to be on Rebels Talk. But uh, if you're not interested in Rebels, that's fine. Just keep us in your back pocket. Check in in a few weeks when Ahsoka comes out. We're going to have after shows for that. We're going to be talking all about Ahsoka and uh, getting into a lot of the maybe some what happened episodes after that show is done to kind of backfill people on some story. And uh, that should be fun as well. So. Um, thank you again for tuning into the podcast. And again, join the Discord, send us a tweet, send us an email, put your name in the giveaway. <laughs> See you in the next episode of Star Wars Escape Pod. And may the force be with you.